0: Hello and welcome to the 30 minute CMO podcast. My name is Borja Kuchwa, and uh, I am joined once again by my friend and partner Alex
1: McNamara. Alex, howdy. Top of the evening. Top of the How evening. Uh, I'm I am tired <laughs> again. Uh, I, it was a long. It's been meeting filled couple of days, but you know what? I don't have to do those days again, and that's a nice feeling. Uh, yeah, I did have a fun. I did have a fun training this afternoon where I learned the difference between an objective statement and an an agenda statement for how to hold more effective meetings so
0: useful will that translate to the effectiveness of this episode
1: well let's see we're starting on time and let's see if we finish on time
0: let's do this all right uh this is our weekly ad talk edition and as uh tradition has it we're going to start with ads we have thoughts about um and i'm going to kick this one off because i have some thoughts (laughs) i have some thoughts about an ad that i just saw before this show and i absolutely loved it um remember last week or two weeks ago i guess we um kind of ripped on balenciaga the fashion brand a little bit for having it yeah big time
1: They had a
0: collaboration with fortnite and we thought the Execution was pretty cool. It was like an out-of-home execution um, in Piccadilly and Times Square. But we just kind of like, you know, what what the hell are they doing uh, partnering with Fortnite? Who are they appealing to? We sort of took a, you know, wagged our finger at Balenciaga and, and their customer <laughs> base a little bit. Well, they are on a freaking roll. They did a collaboration with The Simpsons. They commissioned yeah. a 10-minute movie, essentially, mini, like a mini episode of The Simpsons. Um, and it's just so well done. I, I don't want to spoil this because I think anyone who's listening to this show yeah. should just go and watch it. Um, it was released a couple of days ago on October 2nd. And the whole premise is that um, Homer forgets um, until the last second his uh, wife Marge's birthday and then has to scramble and, uh, and get a gift for her. And the gift um, involves obviously Balenciaga. And it's just, it's, I, it's, I think they handed the keys over to the creators of The Simpsons, to the, to the, you know, to the writing team, um, who end up just having a lot of fun with this. And um, mm-hmm. it just it just comes across really, really well. Like, every the essence of The Simpsons is there. The commentary on our society is there. But at the same time, they managed to show Balenciaga in, like, this culturally relevant um, kind of positive light as well. And I just thought the whole thing was um, kind of like old-school advertising at its best where there was, like, <laughs> a strategy, there was um, – creative liberty given to the to the um, you know ad guys and gals and they went and just hit hit a home run with this and you know i'm sure it cost a ton of money to do this but the end result is phenomenal and i really enjoyed it
1: i i also really enjoyed it i thought it was i it was really fun it was just it was really fun uh it was it was just a great 10 minutes like there was and I think like that's, we know when you hear brands talk about branded content and you hear agencies say, you know, we, we commissioned this thing and the brand got in you. And all I think about is like really crap product placement, you know, when you have a, a series yep. and they're like, and you know, it's been sponsored by Ford when they have like a, a thing where someone drives up and they're like, Ooh, presses the button. And it's like the whole 360 view of the car reversing. Nice into a parking spot yeah yeah minus four like oh that feature was so smooth like oh come on and you like that's what you think of as branded content but like this next step this next evolution of branded content where either like you're in it together and it's very clear that it's brand you know the simpsons the well content is the simpsons and brand is balenciaga or it's a, a series commissioned by a brand which ties into their brand values on their brand strategy and makes it really good. And I just thought this was great. It was just really fun. I mean, I'm still going to rip on Balenciaga for their prices like they did in the, in the, in the short. So you should go watch it to see that. Uh, but it was, it was really fun. So uh, yeah. hats off to them.
0: Hats off, Uh, expensive Balenciaga hats off to them.
1: Expense. I can't afford the Balenciaga hats to, to, to take it off. Well, I'd have maybe to take paid, it off. They wouldn't let me wear maybe it.
0: They paid, maybe they paid for this ad in Balenciaga shoes and hats. Maybe I mean, like what? Three, one, three one, shoe, <laughs> <Yeah>. one shoe, though.
1: One shoe. And a t-shirt. One shoe and a t-shirt. It was really good. It was really good. I don't know anyone from Balenciaga, but I imagine the people that were in it were caricatures of, of actual people. It was very funny.
0: The head designer, for sure. Uh, there is some commentary uh, from Balenciaga. From the character who's playing the designer, that I recognized was mm-hmm. was who he was. So, well done. Um, who do you have for us, Alex? what What's your ads what, What's your ad that you have thoughts about?
1: Well, uh, I am on a bit of an out of home kick, um, which you know I think out of home is great because you have to distill a complex message into a simple message that you can read at speed. So, yep. I feel like to get good out of home. It requires stripping away all of the, all of the bump. So this one, we've got Netflix, uh, had a billboard that said, don't give up on your dreams. We started with (laughs) DVDs, which was, which was pretty great. Um, I just thought that was a very nice message. I'm not entirely sure where it sits within the Netflix brand strategy or why, because I don't think that their dream was to become a streaming service but i do think their dream was to disrupt the movie rental category so in that case that if their dream was to you know be a pioneer in how people watch movies they certainly did that yeah they definitely did that there's still that tweet from blockbuster actually there's the Blockbuster in bend right so i'm gonna go check that one out that's Um, right the last uh, one should have stayed there um but yeah there's like you know that tweet from blockbuster in like 2011 which was like tell us why you hate why you think netflix won't work and we'll give you a you know a free movie week or something Wop, womp. yeah
0: yeah that that didn't work out so well blockbuster but i thought it was a I thought it was a nice um nice ad i think i think it was just you know humorous and sometimes you don't need a really like deep strategy there or you don't need to uh you know it's if, if it catches your eye if it catches our eyes the consumer's eyes and it makes you chuckle and just kind of have like a small like bit of fun with it you probably did the job and uh, uh i think this this ad d- did just that so um yeah you know snaps of the finger netflix
1: i mean yeah i mean i like that because it was it was like um i don't know i don't know how to explain it but i thought it was a really nice way of like you know, rolling with the changes and being able to pivot your brand strategy, in terms of like your actual what you stand for, what you're p- producing, um, right. into um, as as the inputs around you changes. And I thought that was a really great reminder of you know if you you can't stand still. That's what Blockbuster did. It was like we earn all our money from fees, late fees. We can't change that. If we change that, we have no no revenue. Half the revenue is gone like that that and like that is a netflix we're like we're not going to do that or like the airlines now where where they were making so much money from change fees and cancellation fees that basically doesn't exist anymore so right how you how you ebb and flow how you bend with the wind yeah i mean it's like customer first now as it should be uh there's one more we have one more ad we have thoughts about
0: yeah so um furnish um furnish yeah. furnish is not an online fur but the start uh <laughs> it's a startup um it's a startup it's actually a startup that's uh, based in la and it's um they, they specialize in uh furniture rentals and it's kind of funny before we get into the ad that they are positioning uh themselves as like this uh business with this novel idea of furniture rentals that business has existed for decades you know rent a center and um other types of businesses but they traditionally sort of uh, marketed to a, a lower income demographic and, and and felt a little bit scammy is more of an upmarket uh design of furniture that you can rent um targeted millennials i think the original thesis is uh people you know millennials they're young professionals they move around a lot they don't want to commit to buying furniture every couple of years because they might be living in different cities and so why not use um, a nice rental service like furnish to um, um to decorate your apartments or houses with um, they recently raised quite a lot of money, and I think decided to um, really invest into their brand. And so they released a series of out of home brand campaigns, or uh, uh, you know, it's a brand campaign, but it was a series of out of home uh, billboards. Um, and it was just really, really nice. Um, it was um, how would you even explain it? I mean, I think they were they were basically taking some um, some interesting like. With, they like took some moments.
1: really great, in yeah, like life moments insights. One of them was like, "Don't be a hazard on the 105." The other one was like, "Don't over, don't f up your house with um like overcommitting." And it's like the picture is a, a sofa that's way too big for the yeah. room, and it's like so many like m- like things that you people do that they're concerned about when it comes to furniture. I feel like they just had a really good selection of. Um, observations uh, and I'm using that deliberately than insights because I think the insight was people have concerns when they buy furniture or they don't want to buy furniture because of the the many pitfalls that you can does it match is it too big is it too small will it fit through the front door can I get it through the gate um, all those kinds of things so it's like a risk-free way to get up upscale furniture and I was just like it was great again. Billboards, fun things that you read. You're like, huh, I've seen someone trying to carry a sofa on top of a, on top of a Honda Pilot, um, down the freeway. Or there's like someone in the back of a pickup truck trying to hold onto a mattress. Like, yeah, you've all seen it. It's, it's insane. Or yeah, you it's, like, uh, D- you take the tape measure around. Like, does it fit? Can I visualize it in my place? No amount of AR is going to help you like really understand that and that is like the risk-free way of if it doesn't fit they'll take it back and then you get something else
0: yeah i i think they what they did really nicely was they almost made this i mean it was humorous but they they definitely made it feel like it was real life um whether it's a guy on like <laughs> you know leaning out to his waist in a subaru like holding a couch on the rooftop as uh as as you know they drive down the street or it's uh Um, Another guy, like, trying to walk into the bedroom of his, like, too small of an apartment with, like, an L-shaped sofa that's taking up the entire space. It speaks to a lot of us who uh, nowadays might be living in smaller apartments. You have to really be thoughtful about what you're having. You don't have, like, big trucks to transport furniture in. And so people are doing these types of things, especially in cities like New York, especially in cities like San Francisco, um, which is, you know, those are their target markets. And so I think they're speaking to those pain points. They're having a little bit of fun um, at, the, at the expense of those moments uh, and carrying this message through pretty nicely um, using a medium yeah. that I think everyone appreciates. If it's executed, well, like you said, out of home can be a, a moment of joy that you see in an otherwise pretty miserable situation when you're stuck in traffic on the 105 or the 405.
1: And It's, it's great. Like, here's some of the lines. No more rational anger at the entire nation of Sweden. Get free assembly. Uh, no more chintzy hot garbage furniture high quality only it's like they just tie it back to the you know the proof proof points don't allow your old couch um f up your new space rent rent for more flexibility don't look like a weirdo serial killer with one chair pay less afford more it's like it's it's just it's good it's just good i like it but also as i've said several times and i will twist your ear off with this again when these sort of d2c new new startups who have spent their whole time advertising through algorithms and on instagram and facebook and snap and now TikTok and all the other places uh when they want to when they have more money they go up the funnel to brand and they always do brand through out of home and eventually tv and it's just amazing that people are like yeah those 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 uh, media are dead like they're not because people who like you know 100 million you know in investment they're like right we need to establish a brand now we can't just be you know bottom of the funnel conversion only we need to set up a brand platform what do we stand for how do we get more people in it's always out of home and eventually well, connect you know to tv I- or tv
0: It'll, and, and then it ultimately culminates with them opening a store
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then there'll be a showroom <laughs> so yeah
0: a couple of uh, a couple of a couple of other ads uh that uh, we have thoughts about thought we uh, before yeah. we ch- uh, change to our, our other topics google not a startup um <laughs> has a service called google Fi. It's their cell phone service um and it's I wouldn't. I don't think it's. I wouldn't consider it to be a major service. It's not like on par with Verizon and AT and T and T-Mobile. But it's there, and from time to time, Google I think remembers that it has this product that it needs to push and invest some money into it. And so this this time around, they uh, commissioned jingles to be written hmm. uh, for this service, and they're awful. They're just awful. They're 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 just terrible. They're terrible to listen to. They're it's an awful experience it makes me want to shoot my brains out honestly like (laughs) every time i uh and 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 they just stuff the pre-roll inventory on youtube with those it's uh some of them are skippable thank god some of them aren't which that's when i want to just crawl under my not furnished rented couch and uh (laughs) scream but it's they are catchy and that's the problem with them is that they're catchy but they are just really not nice like they're just bad songs written in a way that i think i almost feel like ai wrote them um to to really like (laughs) take advantage of whatever your brain pays attention to because my brain definitely tunes to that and i really wanted to tune out there's not much more to say they're awful ads and i just can't wait for them to run out of budget to stop running them that's it two thumbs
1: two thumbs down that's it
0: four enthusiastic thumbs down
1: Four very down thumbs down. I think you, I think
0: I, I, I think you have some similar thumbs down uh, thoughts on our last candidate for I I do BK about.
1: BK the king. the king of burgers and the jester of advertising. Uh, <laughs> they um, they launched a new ad with uh, the TikTok. You know the the phenomenon where people play the music which i can't sing because it's horrific um and they mm-hmm. do like the hand uh the hand thing where they tap do the hand taps with a question yep. and then they do the flippy hat flippy fingers up and down with the answer and gorsha when you do the edit you should you should put the sound in so everyone knows everyone knows the sound everyone knows what it stands for on TikTok. it's awful it's the you know where you do the hand taps that it's god and but they put it in a tv ad and then he ran it on tv so one uh it's it's very impressive how um prolific this con this construct of create content creators is on tiktok so much so that it's left tiktok and gone onto tv by a brand leveraging this this thing and he doesn't the The king doesn't do the the dance but they play the sound and they have no no vo there's no like talking in it it's just tiktok style words in in the box and they answer three questions with the sound but i just thought it was so interesting how we may think tiktok is stupid full of like idiot dancing things and some great content um but the the um, the way that it is so important to certain uh demographics in the u.s that a brand like burger king is leveraging that kind of ip in their own advertising to try and be relevant to the to the gen z is super important to pay attention to because they wouldn't be doing that if they didn't if they didn't think it was going to work and honestly it may it may be super annoying but i it's it has i mean it's pretty impressive of how tiktok is out influencing so many decisions like that
0: dude i have to imagine too that um you know the kids who are doing who are doing the dances at home you know the the teenagers and you know the the major demographic on tiktok is still uh, skewing very young um the parents are seeing that mm-hmm. the parents are in tune with this and so um you know bk when they're advertising on tv um you know they're reaching they're reaching a larger audience that's aware of this in a medium that they're um you know that they're consuming more so yeah it's they're just transcending they're tra- like TikTok is transcending uh culture right now it's it's pretty phenomenal it's shaping it's shaping the way that we uh, both produce entertainment and consume mm-hmm. entertainment and uh it's kind of it's it's really impressive given how quickly i mean facebook hasn't been able to do that you know it's yeah it's, it's facebook and instagram
1: thing. Both didn't have a uh, uh, something like that that they was so iconic to them. Like Snap had filters, yeah. and you did see that in a lot of advertising when Snap you know came out and was starting to get big. So yeah, Facebook, even it being the behemoth it is, didn't have an ownable property. But there are so many TikTok sounds that come out now that get are so iconic for even people who don't um use tiktok but the way because they've let everyone take their sounds off tiktok and put them on other platforms with the tiktok stamp on it and they were like hell yeah do it we don't care if they don't come and join our platform but everything that we do will be out for everyone else to see that we like they did it on tiktok first like they nailed that really well
0: the granddaddy of uh, stupid things that became trends is uh twitter with their uh, hashtags
1: yeah yeah i mean when was when was the last time you saw a brand hashtag that you're like you know what i am gonna click on that and join that uh join that conversation Conversation. come on but then when you have a hashtag on a on a billboard and the brand doesn't even then follow up on it then you're like you're just you don't you don't don't get it you don't understand what this (laughs) is now so yeah, it's, it's just, it uh, was just
0: a, it's just a menu of things that they had to tick off when they were you know
1: yeah yeah making, making an ad. Uh, and one final thing, um fleets the the stories equivalent for Twitter that was unceremoniously axed relatively recently. And I remember we talked about that probably about a year ago. It went live for a fleeting moment. <laughs>
0: Well done. Well done. LinkedIn is next, by the way. I'm sure their stories format is not going to stick around.
1: We used it once. I got a few people saying, of course you would use LinkedIn stories. And I was like, yeah, once, never again.
0: 100% 100%, 100 of their uh, share of voice. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about Facebook. We just uh, just touched on Facebook, but um, something happened. Well, Facebook went offline yesterday and the world didn't shut down in the most Um,
1: hilarious way possible do you
0: want to you want to tell us about
1: this (laughs) i don't understand it properly so i won't but i will try um what the the what i understood was facebook built the built their everything on their own platform um and then they deleted the routing i think is what it is and it basically says to the internet we are here this is where we are this is these are all the things and someone yep. deleted that um which in itself is not a problem um but because they built the platform on facebook uh but they built everything on their own platforms they because they were no longer on the internet they couldn't reconnect themselves to the internet without going in there and hard hard coding it through literally cables and connecting to the internet some some other way uh but also i read the problem was they couldn't get into the server room because the key card that uh lets them in wouldn't work because it couldn't connect they couldn't email or im or anything the person who was in charge of it with the key because none of their emails were working so they couldn't connect themselves back to the internet so the internet basically was like oh these don't exist anymore so you can't connect to it so you know go go somewhere else um so all other brands went to twitter and what i thought was hilarious with was just brands having conversations with themselves on twitter and it was like twitter's glory moment before everyone was like cool that was fun Thanks for the Twitter mixer. Let's go back to the Facebook mixer. I, I,
0: I, I loved Twitter's uh, Twitter's own tweet about this when they said welcome literally everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, that was really good. Um, well, but yeah, uh, that was like I, my bad version uh, of explaining did, what did, happened.
0: Did you miss? Did you miss not having uh, Facebook th- uh, yesterday? Uh, yesterday, I didn't. Monday? I
1: didn't use Facebook. I or I used Instagram. Yeah, but I didn't really miss it. But I was in, like, back-to-back your meetings world, for your a world long did, time.
0: Your, your world didn't shut down?
1: No, I was I was good. You're I was fine. good. Mentally, yeah, I was okay. fine. Mentally okay. A little anxious. I couldn't check on people I don't like and what they are posting. But other than that, it was fine.
0: Here's what I think. Facebook. Yeah. There are three core products, right? Like, there is Facebook, there is Instagram, and then there is WhatsApp, the forgotten $19 billion stepchild of 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 Facebook out of those three WhatsApp is the only one that offers any real world utility. Like it allows people to communicate with one another and for businesses to offer customer services. Yes. Yes.
1: But the other two also do for small businesses. uh, Instagram, I think is very important to small businesses to drive sales, but you're right. Sorry, I'll let you continue now.
0: I can argue that point that they have to be there out of necessity. Yeah, because people are people are there. But the reason people are there, the reason the consumers are there. So I'm talking specifically about consumers. The reason consumers are there is for basically brainless entertainment, right? Like it's 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 fast forwarding time. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so um, I I, I felt bad for people who relied on WhatsApp for communication because they were sort of shut out of the loop for, for for the day. But uh, Facebook, Facebook's in hot water, um, and I think all of our listeners mm-hmm. know this. Uh, there, there was a whistleblower who um, provided a whole lot of uh, inside documentation to the Wall Street Journal, um, which in turn um, did a series of kind of releases over the last week um, that you know it basically brought to light all of these things that Facebook has been doing that I think we all sort of suspected they were doing, but it it just kind of confirmed it. Um, from having um sort of two classes of users you know the vips they really care about and then everyone else and the and how the rules apply to some and don't apply to others all the way to how they have internal research on how instagram really is horrible for especially young young girls uh in terms of uh their cell you know how they how they uh, view themselves body image all, all sorts of those sorts of things um it just It just really brought to light that um, at the core, Facebook is focused on revenue and uh, not on um, being a better corporate citizen. And -hmm. because they do have such an impact on how the world views itself, how people view one another, they play such a big role in politics and society. They are contributing to the schism between the left and the right, the rich and the poor. Um, There's a great deal of responsibility that they that people believe they should be held more responsible too and they, and they and they and they and they aren't being as responsible and this just highlights it and so um the the comment i heard today on the radio was uh it's only tuesday and facebook is already having their uh, the worst year ever you know um <laughs> it's the worst um it's the worst kind of punch that facebook has taken in a long long time and this is from a company that has been dragged in front of congress for hearings it's um you know they've been definitely accused of um you know uh, bad things before and uh and they and and it's been pretty pretty tough for them to defend themselves but this is really taking it to another level so obviously when they went offline yesterday um you know the conspiracy theorists have uh taken zero time to link the two things and to say that facebook is trying to potentially deflect attention it's pretty um, it's
1: pretty, it's pretty yeah. obvious that they're linked Caution. i don't know Do conspiracy theory this it's yeah. very obvious <laughs>
0: your, your uh your your research on reddit <laughs> i was
1: doing i was doing plenty of research yesterday on this <laughs> yeah yeah plenty Plenty. Um,
0: but yeah uh, bad times for Facebook and um it's probably a good thing that they're having to answer to this. Um very brave whistleblower um who uh was um de anonymized yesterday, I believe, and she is uh now uh, giving testimony to uh in you know in Washington D C. We'll see what happens, uh but it's going to be a tough one for Facebook to um to respond to. Do you, and do I think you it's think... going to I think it's going to, um, for his brands who tried to take a stand last year, if you remember, there was a boycott of Facebook for yeah. for a little while, but then everyone sort of crawled back and started spending money on them again. I think it's going to put the spotlight right back on them, and, 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 and the questions will be, did you guys really mean to do what you said you were going to do, or was this just a little bit of performative you know, action on your part?
1: Yeah, do, do you think with Facebook's billions of users and the effectiveness and the efficiency in which you can buy and appear in front of many 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 different people. Do you think they're gonna be impacted by this? like their share price dropped twenty dollars. but brands haven't done anything. No one I've seen has stopped spending. you know they Facebook make unbelievable astronomical amounts of money per quarter and like the billions because people just pumped, it was like 80% of all media budget, digital budget goes into Facebook and Google. Do you think Facebook's going to be impacted by this? Or are they just like batting down the hatches? We're in for a rough ride, but come what, two weeks before Thanksgiving and Black Friday, when people are ramping up spend, we're going to be, we're going to be good.
0: I think, I think in the short term, um, their revenues are safe. Um, you know, there, there might there might be some um, some very short sort of performative actions again on the part of some marketers, but mm-hmm. I think in the short term their actions are, or their business is safe. But uh, the existential question for them will be government regulation. Um, and again, this is sh- shining a spotlight. You know, this whistleblower is shining a spotlight on things that are causing real problems in societies across the world, right? Like, it doesn't just have to be the U.S. government that takes action. We're seeing what's happening in China, where China is stepping in and starting to hardcore regulate Internet companies. Um, it's yeah. happening in other more authoritarian, obviously, parts of the world. But if governments um, decide to take action against Facebook in countries like the U.S. and parts of Europe and in, in India, where there are real-life consequences to what's happening on Facebook, people get Killed because of uh, misinformation, mm-hmm. that could be very dangerous. And then there has been talent flight already underway at Facebook, and I think that is dangerous as well. Facebook is not is not seen as the place in the Valley um, where you want to go and work necessarily, right? Because it's been marred by all of these scandals, and I think this is just adding to it. And at the end of the day, they're competing for top talent um, in the market that's really hot. So. Those two things could come into um, into play. And I think over the long term, it depends on how they navigate this. But, um, you know, their leadership team has been there for a very long time. I'm not sure if they're as well positioned to confront this type of crisis um, over the long period.
1: I mean, I, I, I think they need to be regulated more. They need to be held accountable. I mean, they're they're a private company, so they can they didn't have to.
0: They're they're a public company.
1: Well, sorry, yeah, they're a public company, but they're not a government entity. So they can, as long as they're within the law, they can. They're a private entities, I think, is what I was trying to say. But they can, they can really, like, as long as they're breaking rules, they can do what they want in order to make money. And unless you get someone or some group of people in the government who understands how Facebook works and how they make their money and what they're actually doing, I don't think you're gonna see any change because like i watch these congressional hearings with with people interrogating facebook and like they have barely grasped how their phones work let alone being able to have a go toe to toe with people who are there prepped and who do this day in day out
0: yeah but i think there are some very smart people in the fcc um and yeah. uh now i are- think you know, they—they are—they're going to be the dangerous ones for Facebook to. You know, it's not going to be what's happening on TV. It's going to be what's happening behind the scenes that's really going to um, play uh, play a big role. So, yeah, um, it's just, it's it's going to be an evolving story. Uh, but I don't think Facebook is coming out of this unscathed this time around.
1: I I hope not. I really think they need to be they need to be held accountable for what they're doing and and be held to a higher standard. I agree. Anyway
0: um all right we have one more um and this time on youtube tv uh tell me about the email that youtube uh or a series of emails that youtube uh sent out so
1: i think i think we i think we touched on this a bit a while ago with roku um and the idea was youtube uh tv sent me an email saying we've done our best we're negotiating with roku they're you know they're not playing nice you know they're they're causing a bad experience for you as the customer by not renegotiating this deal wow wow um, woe is me please believe us so they sent another one of these emails out this week basically saying the same thing which was like we're trying to do you good by keeping nbc sports on here they're not renegotiating they're not taking youtube tv seriously like they do the other um you know the other cable networks uh so you know they're they're, going to pull this off if we can't negotiate a good deal which we've already put forward and it was basically just like we tried so hard to make it good for you and they're not being nice uh therefore they're gonna leave but we tried so hard for you um so we'll have to lower our price to 54 dollars a month so you can subscribe to peacock so that you can watch all the sports and then a couple of days later they were like yay, good news, we can keep the price as it is because we renegotiated this. And I I just, it's like, it's becoming a habit for them to give you last minute information on how your service is going to change and make it the other person's fault entirely because they wouldn't play nice. And it's like, so cack-handed attempt to be like, we're the good guys we're the ones trying to give you the service and they're the ones who are making the service bad for you. And I just felt similar to the email we talked about from the, from the pallet from Palaton, where it was mm-hmm. like someone wrote this late at night, semi drunk. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is awful. I read it and I was like, I don't need to see your dirty laundry. I just need to know whether or not I can watch the premier league in the mornings And if I can't do it here, sure, I'll subscribe to another one. But at least they gave me the option, they gave me the offer of, you know, $10 less a month so I can go subscribe to some other stupid streaming service. Um, But I would just, like, it's, it's becoming a habit for them to have these emails go out. And it just feels really weird. I felt really gross. It's like someone just came and, like, tattled on someone else for, you know, saying something even though you punched him in the face and kicked him in the nuts I think
0: yeah I hear you I think the upside there is um you could cancel at any time I think back in the Mm -hmm. days when you were if if you were subscribing to a cable service and they were like uh Alex no more ESPN but you know price stays the same and oh by the way you still have another century on your contract um you'd be like a thousand dollars to
1: cancel now and a hundred dollars to send the box back."
0: yeah and they're like well i guess i'm gonna pe- keep paying the same price for less things <laughs> whereas here yeah. you're like okay well now i can cancel and go to peacock so i think the flexibility is the is the nice thing but yeah their communication was um i found it challenged to say the least i also <laughs> found f- f- i also found it funny that they were like we might give you a lower price but hold on now nah, never mind we're not giving you a lower price like <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs>
1: that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was sort say. of funny i think at that point i was like yeah you know what actually that sounds like a pretty good deal you make it 55 i can go spend six on peacock, peacock. i can get more things Cause you don't have all the things that peacock has in terms of sports so yeah you know what actually let's 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 make this thing work this this new deal you gave me i'm i'm yeah, all for what, it yeah keep NBC, they like, off
0: of, keep nbc off of my thing i'll do yeah, yeah. I'll do no. it
1: separate. All good. Don't worry about it. But yeah, you're right. With the you can cancel any time. Um, like it is, it is basically cable with zero commitment. I'm a big fan of that. Um, but also make your emails better. Don't don't come at me like you're the one who who's the victim here. You you have an equal part to play in these negotiations. Like don't make it all all their fault. I don't know. Yeah, it felt it felt very weird yeah
0: all right my friend well right. this brings this episode to an end um i enjoyed it as always uh yeah. to our listeners go watch the balenciaga simpsons video
1: yeah and we have some we'll fun be, interviews coming to... up um will right. be great you may recognize some of them which will be even more great so that's very exciting stuff
0: all right until later have a good one